from the heartbeat of Toronto, East York, Ontario, Canada. It's the Ocho and Ortiz Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Dave Speed Ocho and Joshua the Mexican Ortiz. We are East York's number one wrestling podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Ocho and Ortiz Wrestling Podcast is back in your life. And this time, it's not a drunken rant of Ocho, it is both Ocho and Ortiz. This episode was kind of ruined because I did have a guest lined up tonight, but we're starting a little late, so that's not happening. On this episode, I go on a little bit of another rant about the WWE, and we talk Smash. Let's get shit started. El Capitan Ortiz, how are you doing today? I am good. Good to be back. It's been a little bit like a what? It's been over a week since we did a podcast together, huh? It's it's been a while since we've done one together. Yeah, I th- at least two weeks, maybe three. No, the last one we did was the uh, Survivor Series review. Oh right, well, uh, and that was that was right before the pay per view. So like two weeks ago. Yeah, or well, right after the pay per view. Uh, I was going to say, no, uh, the, the, right before the last pay-per-view, the TLC one. That oh, was yeah. Happened. We never did do a, T- a TLC preview or review, but, I mean, it was a, it was good. I enjoyed TLC. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what happened on the pay-per-view. Styles won. Sty- oh, yeah, it was SmackDown. It was SmackDown. Yeah, Alexa <laughs> Bliss became your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, yeah, I was happy about that. Miz beat Dolph Ziggler to finally end their feud, hopefully. Nah, we'll see another match of that. <laughs> Ellsworth came out and interfered to help AJ retain the WWE Championship. That was a really, really good match between Ambrose and, and, and uh, Styles. I that, thought, I, like, Springboard 450 looked awesome. I thought most of the card outside of Kalisto and Corbin was good. I know I heard Meltzer and Alvarez's review on it. They seemed to shit all over the pay-per-view. But admittedly, they had said that, you know, they had also just watched the ROH pay-per-view prior to it. So not having seen the ROH pay-per-view and not having just watched it previously to TLC, I thought TLC was really good. You know, I haven't even watched the ROH pay-per-view yet. I really gotta watch that. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there was Evolve this past weekend. Oh, fuck, I'm so behind on shit. Yeah. I'm still watching Bola. Nice, nice. I finished, I finally finished night one. <laughs> now you just gotta get finally. through. You just have to get through two and three. I know, that's like another four hours. But I mean, I, I mean I'm okay with it. I'm just trying to watch Star Wars right now before Thursday at Rogue One. Well, I was trying to get a guest on our show tonight, but you ended up going out, and then I was having problems getting Audacity loaded. So altogether, we won't have a guest tonight, but hopefully, hopefully, maybe next week we'll have have the guest back. Who was this guest you were speaking of? Not not at liberty to discuss it right now. It was a surprise, and I'm just gonna have to work on getting said guest back on the show. Sounds legit. It I mean, is legit. I, I, I could take a couple guesses, but you'd probably say no either way. Oh, I would totally say no either way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, as I said off the top, 
primarily this this episode is going to be talking about or reviewing this is smash fourth anniversary from what almost a month ago at this point yeah yeah that sounds about right it was november 13th yeah that sounds about right the week the week before survivor series yeah okay let's see six six was lucha 11th would have been what's that one that i worked on the 11th hogtown Huh? Hogtown. Hog, yeah, 11th was Hogtown, would have been Smash. So we are now past the midnight hour on December the 13th. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a month since that, since that show. Finally getting a chance to review it. Before that, this Friday, coming up here in Toronto, shout out, as always, to Superkicked. They're putting on their monthly show. This one is entitled... All the way up. It's taking place this Friday, December the 16th, from the Great Hall, 1087 Queen Street West. Be sure you get your tickets right now. And, man, they've got they've got a couple of really good matches. Two that I'm really looking forward to. The main event, which is going to see the new King of the Six champion, Jake Something, taking on Superkick champion Chris Chambers for the Superkick championship. Yeah, I'm excited about that. They were even on the champ, Chris Chambers, was even on CP24 this past week. He was? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I saw him posted. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the video yet because I've been busy with work. But I do, I do plan on watching that. And I will try to remember to post a link to that in the description box below. Be sure you watch Chris Chambers' interview on CP24. Support Superkick. We love supporting them. We love going to their shows. I, I think Jake goes over in this one, though. Really? You think he becomes a dual champion? I think he becomes a dual champion. I don't think it happens. I mean, he just he just won the King of the Six title. He just won the 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 Battle Royal or the Battle Royal Rumble, the Rumble Rumble on the Dot. He's gonna be. He's gonna become. He just a, joined the Cure. He's gonna become a dual champion, and then like. This this Sunday is Roadblock, correct, for WWE, where Roman Reigns officially becomes a dual champion as well? Fuck you. <laughs> but the other match that I'm really looking forward to this Friday at Super Kicked all the way up, Tarek versus Shane Sabre. That is going to be a fucking fantastic match. Definitely, that will be amazing. And then, of course, one other match that's on this card is mark wheeler's open challenge so i guess he's taking on any comers that decide to get in the ring with them i would assume we're gonna see maybe stratosphere and holden albright come out seeing as how they don't have any announced matches at the moment yeah there, there was that rumor going around that i think ocho started that uh, that ortiz was gonna step into the ring that, that, that was the rumor that you started there, Dave. Listen, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just saw something posted on Facebook. <laughs> the best part is <laughs> I, I, was so cl- I was so close to writing, I'll step in there. I'll take the challenge. Mark Wheeler's open challenge. Hashtag Mark gets fucked up in his own open challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We, we, we love you, Mark, though. And we're, we're looking forward to, to seeing this open challenge. Before we get into Smash, I have to vent. So, you know about this. So, when we were at NXT TakeOver, you know part of the story. You don't know how it's ended. But when we were at NXT TakeOver, 
I took a couple of videos and posted them to our YouTube channel. I took a video okay. of Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance, and I took a video of Bobby Roode's entrance. Now, after I had posted them, WWE had put in a copyright claim on the Shinsuke Nakamura video. Not on the Bobby Roode video, just on the Shinsuke Nakamura video. And their copyright claim was the use of Shinsuke Nakamura's theme song, which, of course, I had no control over because it was a live event and I was filming. And technically, they do own the rights to that, so I had no issue with that. They've put copyright claims on some of our videos in the past when we've had when we've used some of their entrance music or clips from Raw and SmackDown as part of our podcast. They've put copyright claims on them in the past, and then they monetize our videos on YouTube, and they get all the ad revenue from that. I have no issue with them, it's, with that. That's, you know, it's their content. So, they put a copyright claim in for the use of the audio on the Shinsuke Nakamura entrance. They didn't put a copyright claim in on the Bobby Roode video, even though it had his entrance music in there, clearly audible. So what happens is two weeks go by, and the Shinsuke Nakamura video gets 800 views, which is a lot of views for us. But because WWE hasn't monetized, all the all the money goes to them, obviously. Yeah. Now, the Bobby Roode video, again, they did not put a claim in on it, so they're not making any money off of the Bobby Roode video. That video had 10,000 views. It had it had way more than Shinsuke Nakamura. So, what happens is, two weeks later, out of the blue, after WWE had put a claim in for the Shinsuke Nakamura video, they then file copyright claims on both videos... But not only do they, like, this time it wasn't just for a monetization so they could get the ad revenue off of it. In a move which, to me, screams vindictiveness, they decided to have both videos blocked from being viewed on YouTube. They actually had, they temporarily had the videos taken off of YouTube so nobody could see the videos. Now, that pissed me off, because if they, if they had have just put in a copyright claim on it and taken the monetization, I'd have no issue with that. That, you know, that's, that's their, technically the music is, is their thing. Like I said, it's a live event, I had no control over the use of the music, but the music is their, their intellectual property, so I would have no problem with that. But the fact that the video that they didn't put monetization on got twice as many, almost twice as many views as, or almost ten times as many views as, more more than ten times as many views as the video that they actually did put the copyright on, and then all of a sudden they decide to have both videos taken down on off of YouTube, that's what pisses me off. Because that's just, to me, vindictiveness that they chose the wrong video to monetize. Now, I did file a dispute with YouTube. I basically said, listen... Because basically what happened was the original Shinsuke video, they claimed the audio portion only. Mm. Now, 
when they had both videos removed, they reclaimed their copyright on the Shinsuke. So for both videos, they claimed the copyright was for audio and visual. Now, the audio, they definitely have a right to claim to. The visual was my was my video, was the video that I took. So yeah. the intellectual property of the visualization of the videos belongs to me. So I have an issue with them claiming audio and visual. So basically, in my complaint to YouTube about the copyright strike, I basically said, listen, I took this video at a live event. I had no control over the over the music. And, you know, I realized that the audio is an intellectual property of the WWE, but the visual component is my own. I shot the video. So basically my thing was like if they want to claim audio and put a monetization on it i have no issue with it but you know i don't like the fact that they put audio and visual and then had the both of the videos pulled from youtube so no one can watch them yeah so a couple of days go by and i hear back from youtube and they're like oh well the claimant says that they're still within their rights now, that, to me, bothers me a bit, too, because basically, based on how YouTube worded their email to me, and I don't have the email in front of me, so I can't read exactly what they said, but basically, in the wording of it was that WW, it was that YouTube didn't make uh, an impartial decision. They gave the decision to WWE to make, mm-hmm. which, to me, makes no sense, because... In a copyright claim between two parties, one of the parties involved should not have the final say in it. It should be it should be a, a third party with no vested interest on either side that makes the final ruling. So YouTube should have a ruling body that takes a look at both sides and chooses a side. But the way they worded it is that WWE basically chose the side. So for me, that's like if I owned a store... And you came in and bought a TV and a stereo set. And then all of a sudden I come back. I, I, I sue you and claim that you stole the, you stole, I gave you the stereo set, but you stole the TV. And then the court, instead of having the courts decide it, the court tells me to decide whether or not you actually stole it without looking at the evidence. That's what it feels yeah. like to me, right? Like, there should be a third impartial party that makes the decision. It shouldn't be the WWE because, of course, the WWE is going to choose in their favor. Yeah. WWE isn't going to choose against themselves. So I have an issue with that as well. So later this week, when I have some time off of work, I'm going to try to get in contact with someone from YouTube just to see if, at the very least, we can get the videos back on you know, on our YouTube page. I don't even care about the monetization. I just liked having the views because it was bringing people to our content. And and my main hopes was that not only would they watch that video, but they would watch our other stuff as well, which would help grow our channel. I don't even care about the monetization. The WWE can have the monetization on the videos. I just want the videos to be put back up online so people can find us through the videos. Yes. So yeah, that that's that's my little my little rent my little rant my little vent. If if anyone out there is in copyright law and knows if 
I'm in the right or not in terms of the visual visualization aspect of it, shoot us a DM on Twitter at Ocho and Ortiz and, and let us know. But yeah, my, my main priority is just to try and get the videos back up online because we were getting a lot of views and that was leading to views on our other ch- on our other videos and it actually gave us like eight new subscribers because people found us through those videos. So that's, again, I don't care about the monetization. I just care about people finding our channel. That's all I want. Yeah, makes sense. But having said that, let's get into some review of This Is Smash 4th Anniversary because my rant has taken us to about the 19 minute mark. So <laughs> that seems like a perfect time to get into This Is Smash. Yes, it does. As Josh already mentioned, this took place on November the 13th from the Franklin Horner Community Center out in Etobicoke. And this card, I was so excited for this card because one of my favorite indie wrestlers, Joey Ryan, was here. It's been a while since he's been at Smash. And the last time he was here, I don't think it was for the Toronto shows. I think it was for like when they were in St. Catharines in London earlier in the year. So we didn't get a chance to, to see him then. So this was my first time seeing Joey Ryan live, which was amazing. I ended up getting a King of Dong style shirt. So... The the show started with Tarek versus, it was Stu Grayson from the Super Smash Brothers. Or Super Smash Bros, I guess. Yeah. Because I don't think they pronounce it as brothers. This match started when, it, like, started off right with a bang. Stu, as soon as the bell rang, Stu came at Tarek with a flying knee and then immediately covered him for a two count. The crowd thought it was a three. There was a lot of this on, on, on the night where the ref would count and the crowd thought it would be a three count, but the ref would say it was only a two count. I guess it was just the way that he fell to the mat initially and then he would count the one, two but I guess people would hear him fall to the mat and thought that was his hand hitting the mat. I don't know, but it, it seemed to be a recurring theme throughout the night, and this was the first instance that it would happen. Yeah, I mean, if it was a week later, what, uh, a week or two later, it would have been uh, just 10 counts the whole night. <laughs> yes, and we brought that up in our Survivor Series NXT TakeOver review episode, so if you haven't checked that out, check it out so you get that reference. Uh, at one point, Stu had Tarek backed into the corner, and he ran at Tarek, who then moved out of the way, and Stu went flying shoulder first into the post. Stu would then eventually throw Tarek outside of the ring twice, and then he would dive through the ropes onto Tarek into the crowd, landing on Friends of the Show, Crises and Bloot. So shout out once again to Crises and Bloot. We love those guys. They're always fun to talk to. If you're not listening to their podcast, why not? Check them out on Podbean. I believe it's Crises versus Bloot, Crises vs. Bloot dot podbean.com you can follow them on twitter at crises vs bloot so they landed on crises and bloot Stu then hit a 450 on Tarek for a two count Tarek would eventually hit a backpack stunner on Stu for a two count i have a note here something about a suplex float over crossbody and my my note here was to ask josh i don't even know if you remember this spot at this point oh man what does it say? Suplex float over crossbody. Suplex float over crossbody. I don't know who hit it on who, but 
I guess somebody went for a <laughs> suplex and turned it into a float over crossbody. Okay. I <laughs> I don't even remember it at this point, but my note says specifically <laughs> ask Josh. Uh, I love how it says ask Josh just because just I'm like the freaking guy who knows all the moves now. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to picture right now the suplex float over crossbody. The only thing I can think of is the Spanish fly crossbody, but that would be weird. No, I, I think I think one of them was going for a suplex, and mm. then the other person managed to get out of it with a float over crossbody, like reversed it into a float over crossbody. Was it off the top rope? Maybe I think so. Because that because that sounds more feasible if it's off the top rope. Yeah, I think so. That sounds that sounds that sounds more interesting. But yeah, so that <laughs> that that's our review of that spot. <laughs> Tarek then Shit. hit Tarek hit a vicious knee to the back of Stu's head to get the three count and the win. Going in, we knew this was going to be a hard hitting match, and it delivered. Tarek, I mean, we've said it before; we'll say it again. We cannot sing his praises enough. We absolutely love Tarek. He's he's one of the best best wrestlers in the Canadian independent scene right now. And that says a lot because there's a lot of fucking talented people right now on the Canadian indie scene, especially here in Ontario. Obviously, we don't get a lot, get to see a lot of people out on the East Coast or the West Coast. But here in Ontario, the town is so, so good right now. And Tarek is near the very, very top of that. Yeah, Tarek is absolutely my favorites to see. Since the beginning, uh, when I first started watching the wrestling, and he was going by Alex Vega, he was always one of my favorites to watch. From from there, we had tag team match between Andy Williams and Frankie TM, formerly Frankie the Mobster, versus the well-oiled machines of Braxton Sutter and Psycho Mike Rollins. Yep, and as soon as this match started, Andy and Frankie get in the ring, and they all just start brawling it was awesome mike starts throwing <laughs> because they still have the streamers in the ring from when everybody came out mike starts throwing the streamers at i think it was who was i think it was frankie yeah he was throwing them at frankie because frankie just gives him this look like what do you think you're doing well mike mike, mike tried <laughs> mike wrapped at one point mike wrapped one of the streamers around frankie's neck and tried to choke him with it and of course it's a streamer so it just broke that was literally my next line. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally what I was saying. Frankie then hit a nice head scissors. That looked pretty wicked. Braxton rips. Braxton came in and ripped off Andy's uh, t-shirt because he was still wrestling it with a t-shirt on. He distracts the ref while Mike chokes him with. Uh, well, Mike chokes uh, what's his name Andy with the t-shirt. Frankie comes in and then takes out both Mike and Braxton to the outside. Then dives through the ropes, taking them out. Andy goes to the top rope and. Does there's a crossbody to all three of them on the outside. They go back inside the ring now, and Braxton with a Boston Crab on Frankie, and Mike does a leg drop from the top rope. Braxton goes for a cover, but Andy breaks it up. Andy hits a choke slam, and Frankie hits a big ending to actually pick up the victory. I thought the well-oiled machines were going to go over in this match. Yeah, so did I. There was, during the brawl, during the brawl outside at the beginning of the match, too, there was also a point where Frankie grabbed a sign from uh, one of the fans and hit Mike over the head with it. This was shortly after Mike tried to choke Frankie with, with the with the streamers. There was also a spot 
I don't know if you remember it, where Mike thought he had magic oil that was somehow preventing his his opponents from being able to do damage to him, or or he was giving more damage to his opponents. I can't remember which. I just remember I wrote down I just wrote down a spot a spot where Mike thinks he has magic oil. I vaguely remember the remember the spot, but I don't remember it in great detail. I, I remember the ref was in, in in on it too, and then Frankie finally revealed that the oil was doing absolutely nothing to help uh, to help Mike out. This is uh, Smash on Demand <laughs> <laughs> for this exact reason. <laughs> yes, if you don't already have Smash on Demand, go ahead and check out Smash on Demand. It's only seven forty nine a month. And you get their complete library of all their shows, plus a lot of uh, great documentaries, including The Fall and Rise of Tarek, which is just absolutely tremendous. I had a chance to check that out last year when I subbed to when I first subbed to Smash on Demand. Such such a great great documentary on how Tarek became or Tarek went from Alex Vega to becoming Tarek. So so good. But I wish I could remember that spot in more detail where Mike thought he had magic oil. Like I said, I vaguely remember it, and I definitely wrote it down. I just can't remember exactly how the spot went. But it was either he thought it gave him more strength, or it made his opponents weaker, one or the other. But then eventually, Frankie just beat the shit out of Mike, and Andy Williams and Frankie the Mobster, or sorry, Frankie TM now, picked up the win. Yep. Was uh, the jo- match what? number three was your absolute favorite? Yes, probably. this was one that I took absolutely no notes on, but <laughs> because I just want, I just want to watch. I I just need to watch the all inspiring awesomeness of one Joey Ryan, who is taking on Evil Uno, the other half of the Super Smash Bros. And yeah, I'll I'll let you get into the notes, but at one point. Obviously, Joey Ryan has his lollipop, and he likes to try, and he, he shoves his lollipop down his trunks and then tries to put it in the mouth of his opponents, and he was trying it all match long, all match long. Finally, at one point, Evil Uno took took the lollipop and just threw it into the crowd, only he threw it very hard, and it ended up hitting the smash entrance screen where the videos play on and it shattered it and this actually video of this actually appeared on one of the most more recent episodes of botchmania for those of you that are familiar with botchmania so so you can go over to botchmania.com look for botchmania episode 328 and there's a clip of evil uno breaking the smash screen with Joey Ryan's blow pop. Yeah, that was uh that was that was actually really hilarious. And we uh, we got a we got a chant of that was evil started and I was happy about that. Yes. That was <laughs> that was really awesome to get that one started and going. It was fun. It started with like you said he always Joey Ryan uh, uh he asked Uno to touch his penis. This is a this is not a nice uh, this is not this is not a PG I guess review for this match. Right, uh, he asks him to touch his penis, and Uno says, "No, he's a married man." Joey tries to f- force Uno to touch it, and the crowd's chance "No" means "No." <laughs> it was so funny. Well, and, and this then match was so great. And then, and then Joey went outside of the ring, and he was trying to get audience members to touch it. 
Yeah, my next note says, Joey makes the ref touch it, then goes into the crowd and gets them to touch it. Stop getting ahead of me, Dave. <laughs> Uno, pretends that, Uno pretends he's about to touch it and then pokes Joey right in the eye. Uno goes for a knee drop but hurts his own knee from Joey's penis. Because... That 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 dong is so strong of Joey's. Joey well, goes he is for the king kick, of dong style. Exactly. Yep. Joey goes for a kick, but Uno catches it. Asks ref to hold his leg and hits a neckbreaker. Uno's on the outside. Joey runs and dives through the ropes onto Uno. Joe, Joey brings out a lollipop or a blow pop from his trunks. Tries to hit Uno with it. Uno takes it and, as you said, whips it and it hits and it hits the Smash TV screen and breaks it. That was hilarious. The best part of it. Is like he said, you can see what is his name? Jimmy James Key. Key come look at it, and and Alan they, they can both go and look at it, and you can just see their faces like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> and they're just looking at it, and you see Uno just look at the screen. He's like, I'm so sorry, and he's like, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. <laughs> it was it was so great. Shout out to uh, James Key and Alan for always doing a good job of putting on the Smash shows. Yeah, they're they're those two guys work ridiculously hard at those shows they do joy brings out another blow pop uno takes this one ref stops him from throwing it because he looks like he's about to throw it at the screen again uno puts it in his pants and then tries to hit joey joey with it but joey stops him joey hits uno with the u-porn plex off the top rope takes it takes the blow pop from the ground puts it in uno's mouth and hits a super kick for the win you must have been so happy i was Although it looked like that that U porn plex off the top rope was a little botched. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, Joey Ryan picked up the win, and I was probably the happiest person in the Franklin Horner Community Center because I got to see Joey <laughs> Ryan live, and I got to see him pick up a win. So double win for me. Just a great entertaining match, highlighted by by the accidental breakage of of the Smash TV screen. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. From there, uh, we sorry go. Oh, I was just going to say, from there, we had a four-way match, which I was really looking forward to going into this, and it ended up being really good. Shane Saber, yeah. Shane, Shane Saber versus John Greed versus Hacker Scotty O'Shea versus Joe Hendry. I hadn't seen Joe Hendry before. I don't know if you saw him at the Progress shows or not. No, he was not there. Okay. So you've probably, you probably hadn't seen him before this either. No, it's my first time seeing him. So... His gimmick is he's the local her- hero. No matter what town he goes to, he's the local hero of that town. And he comes out, and he sings a song, and then he ends it with, Local hero! And he tries to get the crowd to chant, Joe Hendry! But throughout the night, every time he said, Local hero! You and I would just would just yell back, Shane Saber! Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. And it's funny that he does that here in Toronto because there's an actual guy who calls himself the local hero. No, no, that's local favorite, Jimmy Gaff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it boils down to being the same thing. Yeah, but it, but it was awesome because every time every time he was chanting local hero, you and I were just, Shane Saber. <laughs> he he got on the mic before the match started, and he did a, he did a spot-on impression of Conor McGregor. I don't remember what he said, but he did a he did a Conor McGregor impression, and it was it was pretty damn good. Yeah, it was it was it was good. Speaking of Conor McGregor, actually, no, I don't want to talk about Conor McGregor. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll go on a rant about that at another time. There's so much <laughs> I could say about that guy. 
One of my notes for, for this match, I guess at some point, Scotty O'Shea and John Greed were on the outside, and Scotty just grabbed a pile of the streamers that were on the outside of the ring, and I think he just, like, wrapped them up in uh, in a ball around his fist and hit John Greed with them, or tried to hit John Greed with them, but they're streamers, so they don't do any damage. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, I don't I, I didn't have that one in my notes. What I have is the match starts, and then Joe Joe hits a, a delayed suplex to Shane Saber. Greed with a rolling elbow to Hacker. That looked really cool. Greed with a crossbody off the top rope onto Saber and Hacker. Hacker with a kick to Greed's head and a face buster. That looked amazing. Was it a cross? With- was it a crossbody? I had it written down as a double clothesline. I thought it was a double clothesline. Might have been a crossbody. I had it written down as a double clothesline. You know, he probably probably hit a double clothesline later on, but towards the beginning, I'm pretty sure it was a crossbody off the top row. Okay, fair enough. Right, Hacker with uh, did the facebuster. Hacker with a moonsault off the ropes onto Saber, who was on the ropes. Joe hits a fallaway slam onto all three guys. That looked really good. Hacker goes for the control alt delete, but Saber knees him. Hacker then hits an RKO out of nowhere. Then a springboard RKO on Saber. Hacker hits an unprettier and pins Saber. Hacker just went all out in this match. Hacker goes in an unprettier. It looked awesome. Well, Hacker Hacker hit a series of diamond cutters on like everybody before before finally finishing off and pinning Shane Saber. Yeah, I think he, I uh, think, after the match, my little note that I have here is Hacker just looked pissed. Yeah, my note is looks like fucked up finish. Yeah, Joe after that went on the mic and said thank you to the fans and to Smash. Yeah, like, his response after the match made it seem like Joe Hendry was supposed to pick up the win, but something got fucked up and, and Hacker ended up getting the win. I think somebody was supposed to break up the three count and it never happened, so Hacker is your winner after pinning Shane Saber for the three count. Yeah. From there, we had Speedball Mike Bailey, who's just another tremendous talent in the Ontario indie scene right now, taking on Matt Cross... Speedball eventually won this match, and my notes are Josh has notes. <laughs> it, it, it's true. I have notes pretty much for the only match I did not have notes for was the opening match because I was eating. Um, <laughs> we came back from intermission because after the forward match, we went to intermission, and it was Matt Cross and Mike Bailey. They start off slow with chin locks and headlocks. Actually, dur- during the intermission, we got a chance to talk to to our what? friends Stratos. Stratosphere. I've been told numerous times to pronounce the O, so I gotta start doing that. Stratosphere, Holden Albright and Mark Wheeler. So shout out to all of them. Go follow them on Twitter. Links in the description down below. Yeah, we got we got to talk to Stratos and get some disturbing things of what were gonna happen to us <laughs> if we lost those promo offs, which didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> Stratos had some fucked up ideas. Hilarious, but fucked up. And the best part about it is that he didn't even know about it, and then when we did tell him about it, he just came up with all these crazy fucking things. <laughs> like, off the top of his head right there, he's like, alright, so this is what we're gonna do. What the fuck? I think I think Stratos's hopes is to just, like, make a, make a snuff film where one of us dies. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. But he, he is, uh, he's fucking fantastic. Off, so. Yeah, I, I love all three of those guys. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, so Matt Cross versus Mike Bailey. They start off slow with uh, chin locks and headlocks. 
just going back and forth with them. Speedball with a standing shooting star knee press. That looked awesome. Cross in the corner, and Speedball hit three delayed handstand drop kicks. Man, whenever you see that happen, because, like, Cross was, he wasn't standing up. He was, like, sitting down in the corner. And I've seen Christopher Bishop do it many times where he just handstands on the top rope and then comes down and just drop kicks them. It looks amazing. Cross with a springboard crossbody for a two count. Matt Cross with a backbreaker over his knee for a two again. Speedball with a running red arrow. That looked so cool because he didn't even come off the top rope. He just ran from one corner and did the red arrow. Yeah. Again, only a two count. Speedball on the outside, and Cross dives through the ropes onto him. Speedball with a twisting 450 to the outside. He goes for the shooting star knee press, but misses as Cross hits a double stomp and a moonsault. But Mike gets his knees up. Cross hit a springboard RKO for two. Cross runs at Speedball, but he hits him with a float over slam for the win. I think it's called the Spanish Fly. I did finally read up, and that's called the Spanish Fly. Float over, I guess. And that just looked awesome. And Speedball... With another victory there in Smash. I'm just going to call it Speedball Fucks People Up. <laughs> Dude, man. When, I have to check and see, but when, when the episode of Hogtown comes out with Speedball and the Wild Machine versus Goliath Ayala and Nick Watts at Hogtown comes out, you need to watch that fucking match. Because it is phenomenal. It is one of the best matches I've ever seen live. You're, you're not the boss of me. I'm, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'll, I'll try I'll try to watch it if we if either of us remembers to bring it up. Well, well I mean, I, I, I get notifications whenever the new episodes come out. So once that specific episode comes out, I will let you know. Nice. From there, we had Jimmy Havoc versus Brent Banks. Rosemary came out to uh, as uh, to the ring as Havoc's manager. At one point, I can't remember if it was at the beginning of the match or or, or during the match, but at one point the fight went outside and Banks threw Havoc right into the wall. I think he may have may have put a slight dent in the wall. I can't remember exactly, but I, I know Banks did throw Havoc into the wall at one point. Aren't those like concrete walls? Because that's like a gymnasium that they're in, right? Yeah, I could it could be. I don't know. I I thought. I don't know. I remember a spot. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen wrestlers like put dents in walls. It's happened at Supergate before. Yeah, last year at their year-end show. Yep. Notes that I have is, again, Rosemary comes out with Havoc. She distracts Banks, and Havoc attacks him from behind. Havoc runs at Banks, but he pulls the ropes, and Havoc falls on to Rosemary. Uh, oh. Banks throws Havoc into the wall, like you said. One, one, of, one, of the, one of the main storylines that seem to be happening during this match as well is Banks having a problem with referee Jimmy Corderas. Yeah, I think that's happened before. Yeah, yeah, so it seems to be an ongoing thing where, um, where Banks seems to think yeah. that Corderas is against him. Yeah. Havoc throws Banks back into the ring, but Banks runs and dives on Havoc uh, uh, into the crowd, and it looked really cool. Banks then starts throwing Havoc into the into the all like all sides of the ring in the chairs, right? Mm-hmm. Havoc gives what? Hello. Hello. Hey. What's going on? I don't know. Something. I don't know. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Uh, I'm just listening to your your review. All of a sudden, you just stopped talking. Sorry. Something happened. <laughs> I don't know. Havoc gives Fan the finger. That was hilarious. Havoc distracts Ref as Rosemary bites Banks on the face. Banks with a super kick, but Havoc responds with an elbow. Banks hits a sit-out powerbomb for two. Havoc puts Banks on the middle ropes and hits co- and hits the code breaker for a two. 
Affleck hits a German suplex, then a GTS, but Banks won't go down and picks up Havoc for a Falcon Arrow for, again, only a two count. Rose checks on Havoc, then distracts the rap on the ropes as Havoc spits the red mist in the eyes of Banks, then hits a big clothesline and pins Brent Banks. And then, of course, after the match, Banks was upset with Corderas for not seeing the mist being sprayed in his eyes. And once again, Banks thinking that basically Corderas is out to screw him. Yeah. From there, we had the main event of the evening, which was the Smash champion Tyson Dukes taking on challenger Kevin Bennett. Now, the storyline going into this match was that, well, champion Mark Haskins is legitimately injured, and he's going to be out for a while. He was also, was he the progress champ as well? Yes. Okay. So he was the progress and the smash champ, but he's legitimately injured, so he's had to forfeit both titles. So the Saturday before, so the storyline was that they determined a new champion on the Saturday night before the fourth anniversary this is smash show which took place on the sunday so saturday it was in london and dukes became the new smash champion there but after his match kevin bennett came out and knocked out tyson dukes and stole the belt so even though dukes was champ he never even had a chance to hold the belt before bennett came out and attacked him and then stole the belt so going into this Dukes, although champion, still had not seen his championship belt, and Kevin Bennett came out with the championship belt. But to make sure that this was a fair fight before the match got underway, Frankie TM would come out. Well, initially, no, sorry, I think Frankie came out later in the match, but at the beginning of the match, to try and make sure this was as fair of a fight as possible, Tyson Dukes just got pissed off and took out Kevin Bennett's security team. Yeah. Also, because of the the previous show, Bennett had to come out to different ring music. Yes. Yeah. He uh, he lost a match to Frankie TM the previous thing, and Frankie let the fans decide what his music would be for all three shows of the This Is Smash weekend. And the night that we were there at the fourth anniversary show on the Sunday, he came out to I Touch Myself. Yes, a classic. An eighties classic. Yeah. So, like, like, like Dave said, before the match starts, Dukes takes out both the security and the muscle with a chair. The match starts with Dukes just, he just starts beating down Bennett. Like, it's just, he's just not stopping. Shoulder blocking him down and putting him multiple in multiple different submission holds. Dukes puts Bennett on the top rope, but security gets up and distracts the ref while Bennett and the muscles stop Dukes from hitting the superplex. Kevin hits a powerbomb from the top rope. He hits a knee from the top rope again on a Dukes who is on the ropes. Then a 619 splash. That's actually really cool. I, I noticed that Bennett does that quite a bit now. Yeah, he hit that 619 splash. That looked really awesome. Oh, no, no, sorry, not Dukes. Bennett hit it on Dukes, sorry. Dukes with a big powerbomb goes to pick him up for a second one, but Bennett hits hit a remix, but Dukes got right up with the clothesline. Dukes then hit a top rope superplex, puts, then puts him into a Boston Crab, but Kevin goes, uh, Kevin gets to the ropes. Dukes on the outside, Bennett distracts Ref as security tries to beat down Dukes, but Frankie TM runs out and beats up both security and the muscle. Yes, Bennett Kevin Bennett's security, not, not event security. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Kevin Bennett, he, he has two guys that come out with him. One's just the security, the other one's called the muscle. 
Bennett rolls up Dukes for a two. He goes to the top rope and hits a twisting senton for, again, a two count. He runs at Dukes, but Dukes picks him up and hits a, a Death Valley driver in the corner. That looked so good. They get up, dueling forearms, and Dukes hits the three amigos and puts Bennett in the crossface and taps out. Bennett finally taps out your champion, still Smash champion, Tyson Dukes, and he's the first Canadian to hold the Smash Wrestling Championship. Side note, I am the first person to get a photo with Tyson Dukes with his championship belt. Because I was the first person to see him get to the merch table after after his match, after he had had a chance to take a breather in the back for a few minutes. I was the first person to see him come out. I approached him, asked him for a photo. So, yeah, that's right. I got bragging rights. I am the first person to have taken a picture with Tyson Dukes at, at with his championship belt. Are you happy? <laughs> I am. But listen, listen, I have a picture with Kevin Steen after he won the ROH title here and he did and like you said he didn't even shower or anything. We just went outside, took a picture. But the what what's funny to me is that Kevin Bennett has his own personal security team as we've mentioned. And so this show took place in Toronto on the Sunday night. The next night, Monday Night Raw, was in Buffalo, New York, Kevin Bennett's hometown. And Kevin Bennett was a security guard to keep Brock Lesnar and Goldberg away from each other as they went face-to-face for, for like, uh, promos against each other. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, because I was like... <laughs> I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, Twitter Twitter marked the fuck out. Everyone that, that watches Smash and attends Smash and is involved with Smash marked out when, when, when we saw Kevin Bennett on Raw as a security guard. It was amazing. The, the the best part is if you if you do watch that there is a part before one of the music hits where you can actually hear a guy in the crowd yell Kevin Bennett. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I heard I heard about that and I rewatched it to try and listen to it and I, I I didn't hear it. So once once they put that episode up on the network, which I don't think it is yet, I will go back and try. Although it's been a month, so it should be up tomorrow, I guess, because it has been a month and usually it takes them about a month to put up uh episodes so i'll check it out tomorrow see if i see if i can find it and and hear the guy say it because i i was told about that before but i played it back a couple of times on when i recorded that episode and i never heard it so although with the network they'll probably fucking edit it out anyways so i've probably lost my opportunity to hear it it, it, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I might still have that raw recorded. I'm not sure. I'll have to take a look, but it, it's there. I know I heard it. I, I caught that. But overall, just a really, really enjoyable show. Smash's last show for the year. They'll be back in January for any given Sunday. Any given Saturday. Is it any given Saturday? It is this year. Oh, shit. Because just, I don't remember. I think Sunday might be the Rumble. Oh okay. I don't I don't remember the date on that. I would have to look it up. January Sorry, January twenty eighth. Saturday, January twenty eighth. Oh, okay. So <laughs> normally any given Sunday, which this year is gonna be on a Saturday, January the twenty eighth. So be sure you get your tickets for that. Also, as we said at the beginning of the show, Super Kick this Friday from the Great Hall, 1087 Queen Street West. Go to superkick.com. It's going to be a great, great card. As always, follow friends of the show. All of the links to their Twitter handles are going to be in the description box below. We, we love interacting with these guys. They're a great 
bunch of people. Be sure you follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, at Ocho and Ortiz, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. Listen to us on Podbean, ochoandortiz.podbean.com. We're also still available on SoundCloud for now, although I'm probably going to take us off of there in the new year. But right now you can still find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Ocho-Ortiz. Go to Stitcher, I don't have the address for that, but we're on Stitcher. Find us on there. Our our own website, our own WordPress website, ochoandortiz.wordpress.com. You can find us there as well. Be sure, if you can, if you like our show and you want to help us grow and help support us financially, you can do so by going to paypal.me slash ochoandortiz or patreon.com slash ochoandortiz. PayPal is a one-time donation patreon is a monthly donation so if you can help us out on in either of those regards please feel free to do so also check out our shirts on the newly redesigned whatamaneuver.net you can find our shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash ocho dash ortiz i think that's still the link that was the old link i don't know if they've changed the link with the new design they just uh, they just relaunched their website today, so I will check that. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet because I was at work all day, but I will check it out and I will put the correct link to our What a Maneuver store in the description box below. But as far as I know, it's still whatamaneuver.net slash ocho-ortiz. So buy one of our shirts, help us out there. Yeah, so if you're going to be at come say hello. We will be there for sure. Sunday the 18th. The Ross, the Russell nerds are saying that they'll be there as well, but don't say hello to them. <laughs> they'll probably be with us. So I mean, you know what? Be nice. Say hello to Goobs. It's his birthday weekend as well. It's gonna be my birthday weekend as well. Come say hi. We'll be there Friday. Don't say happy birthday to either of them. Ouch. <laughs> but Sunday the 18th. If you're in Oshawa, come check out Alpha One. One more crazy night should be an amazing show as well. I think I am going to that show. I don't know about you, Dave. I don't think you are, right? No. No. So, uh, yeah, come check out either one of those shows. We will be there. For Dave Speedocho, I am Joshua the Mexican Ortiz. Have a good night, everyone. Fuck you. Don't speak on my behalf. Bye! That's how I always end the show. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I did it that time. But <laughs> you act like it's something new, Dave. It's nothing new. <laughs> I know. I know. I just felt like it. It needed to be done. <laughs> no.